Genre. Back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate Spider-Man 3 one heartbreaking hand-reach minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Thomas Howarth. Welcome, Welcome back, back, Thomas. Thanks, guys. Nice to be here on a Friday. Of course. Oh, yeah. Sitting pretty. Um, today, we're back for minute 30. It's uh, all sand all the time, once again. Uh, minute 30 begins with the man of sand spotting something on the ground. And ends with him managing to stand and beginning to walk recognizably as the Sandman. Yes. Um, the birth sequence. Um, yes. This is, I mean, this is, we've been beating this drum on the, this week on the podcast, but man, what a, what an emotionally effective piece of footage this is. Yeah. I, I just, right. golly, golly, it's, it's good. It is absolutely like, this is, uh. Who who would have thought that uh, one of the greatest pieces of cinema of the of the 2000s of like that decade would mm. be uh, the birth of the Sandman? Like that's right, yeah, crazy. I mean, it, it's beautiful visual storytelling. Like, yeah. not a single word, but you know every emotion and everything that's going on as it goes plays through it. Yeah, yeah. This is um, like so- uh, this feels like a precursor to like Jungle Book and Lion King, where they like. Yeah. This is all CG. Like this entire thing is probably CG. Yeah. Um, you just yeah. do a photorealistic yeah. scene, yeah. rendered totally in CG. Yeah, insane. Good. Um, a, a detail I noticed uh, today for this minute that we haven't really mentioned yet, in terms of like how to make the sand feel like sand. Um, something that stuck out to me on this minute was, you know, that thing where like you're you're making stuff with sand, and there's the size of the grain particles you're working with, but then there's like dust like sand dust that like the wind like lifts off of the surface of the sand yeah and all of these shots where like he's looking and staring uh, as we'll get to at the important object you can see the wind carrying dust off of his arm into and in his shoulder away and i'm just like oh my god that's that's it right there that yeah i believe it i believe all of it um this is a, I, I guess, a more performance-heavy uh, minute than uh, than yesterday's minute. So um, one of the things that I uh, found when I was uh, looking up details on the Sandman sequence was that they did have Thomas Hayden Church not only do the um, the final standing and uh, like the exhaling sounds and stuff like that, but they had him come in and play out the entirety of the sequence, like trying to stand up, falling, getting back up, looking at his arms and uh, reaching for the locket. The, basically, in unbroken takes, they would just have him come in and do that. Um, not like they didn't have fancy motion capture suits or anything like that uh, for this sequence, but they would just shoot um, like video reference of him from all different angles to yeah. use to get his uh, the, the, sh- the timing of his performance and things like that. And one of the things that I thought was kind of funny in this, this interview I was reading with Thomas Hayden Church was he was like, yeah, I really didn't know what to expect with the sand birth sequence because I had to do it so many times 
I, I thought I was like doing it wrong. Like, like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what, like what Sam wanted or what, like, you know, they did, they'd adjust me and I'd think, all right, I guess we nailed it. And then like a couple weeks later, they'd be like, Hey, can we have you back in and we'll shoot the birth of the Sandman stuff again. And he's like, so from the beginning of the shoot to the end of the shoot, every like couple weeks or so, I would go back and shoot the birth of the Sandman. <laughs> sort of lose Funny. track of what it meant. So when he actually saw it in theaters, he was very surprised and, um, emotional about it because right. it was him um in there uh but that like because this was like we said yesterday the shot that they the, the first thing they started shooting and the last thing they finished work on uh that they do they would just keep bringing him back for reference <laughs> it's kind of crazy um that's yeah, amazing you can tell how much heart they put into this scene yeah yeah, yeah. like even details like when he's trying to form his hand like when it's reaching out Mm-hmm. You can see the texture of the sand change from very coarse in ah. its coarsest like shape to much finer sand as he finally forms the fingers. Yeah. It uses like a whole different ty- type of sand. It goes to the fine stuff instead of the coarse stuff. Uh, it's so great. And just like the timing of it and the way that the sand is just constantly moving on his body. Um, like it never sits still, you know? Right. Uh, it's just, it's just amazing. Um, and just the emotion of it, of, of, of him reaching and it just, uh, the, the locket collapsing his hand. Um, it's guts. It's like, it hurts. Like, yeah. there, there's <laughs> gotta be, there's gotta be some sort of, um, basis for the animation for the animators or maybe in, in Thomas Hayden church's performance. Um, mm-hmm. may, you know, there has to be some sort of basis in, um, like people learning to walk. You know, right. Uh, or learning to walk again after an accident where, you know, the, your norm, the normal way that your body reacts to your brain isn't working the same way. And you're getting both sad and frustrated at the same time, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and cause I'm seeing a lot of that here. Yeah. Yeah. That I just like visually, you know, like what, we joke about what moments in this movie get memed. Um, and th- th- there is something to just the silliness of like when a moment feels the right kind of goofy that it sticks out in people's brains, but also things get memed when they're extremely earnest or when like there's a visual representation of a feeling that is so immediately recognizable um, that it can become visual shorthand for it. So like in this moment, I have seen uh, Spider-Man three memes of the reaching for the locket and your hand breaking away as you look down at it. And it's, you know, stuff like people use it for dumb things. Like you dunk your cookie too long in the milk and then it breaks when you try to reach it up, you know, (laughs) stuff like that, or, you know, trying to finish a deadline and screwing it up, but just, (laughs) there's something so recognizably human in this, like, Mm -hmm. Like Tom, I th- was it you, Thomas, who said the metaphor about like being like hungover? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the waking up feels like hungover. This feels like that relatable moment in the midst of any like long endeavor where you're trying and your your best try isn't enough, and you have to like regroup and try again. The like yeah. it almost has that tragedy that yeah. feeling you have in a dream when you're trying to do something. And you can't quite do it. And you know, you have to really focus on that yeah. one little thing. 
Like I want to pick this penny up so badly. I really have to use my fingertips to get it to work. Yeah. Or uh, like I'm trying to run, but I, I'm moving so slowly. And right. I know something's going to catch me. I, if I have to focus and make sure I can do it, it's um, obviously none of us that have had our like hand disintegrate into sand. But this emotion <laughs> here is so recognizably human that this, I think more than any other part of the Sandman birth sequence this moment with the locket is what sticks in my mind mm-hmm. as a memory. Like, oh, dang. It, it, you know, it's like, it reminds me of the bad version of this that we've seen a million times. Uh, the, the kind of thing like in the uh, Fantastic Four movie where the thing <laughs> tries to do something and can't because his dumb fingers yeah. are too big. Um, and he's like, <laughs> oh, man, whoa, whoa, I can't, please, someone help me. Um, like that, <laughs> that version of it is the, uh, uh, the bad version of this. Right, and, antithesis to this. Yeah, and this is, this is like Sam empathizing with with it's empathizing and sympathizing simultaneously with this yeah this this man this guy who who just had this thing happen to him um none of it's a joke right it's not played for laughs it's sad it's sad yeah. it's emotional um and there's there's this bit to um you know after he gets the locket and he and he holds it up and he like looks at you know, her and his daughter. Mm. And then when he sort of, uh, gets this, uh, we'll call it game time face. Um, and, <laughs> and he, 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 uh, you know, grasps the, the locket into a fist and then he starts to get up, um, yeah. and, and really form. And it's, uh, you know, you were talking about, uh, memes earlier and I really just want to see the meme of like, when you look at the locket, it's just like that poster from the Simpsons that says, do it for her. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Brian would love that. Oh, uh, but it's just pictures of like her. And then he, and then it, <laughs> and then it cuts back to him, like becoming Sandman. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> Yeah, and boy, howdy, does the music work there, too. Like, oh, the music is so good. Yeah, swelling the, right there. The added piano when you you see her picture, like when you see the locket, and it's like that little piano riff that gets added to the music and then builds with the multiple layers when he decides he's going to get up. It's just, it's incredible. It's incredible music. Yeah. Um, and, and this, between this and the black symbiote suit, uh, theme that we get later, Mm -hmm. there's literally no reason that Christopher Young shouldn't be one of those composers that is talked about in the same breath as, uh, you know, Giacchino or, um, that sort of thing, that sort of, uh, uh, next gen, you know, not the, Mm -hmm. not the OG group, like your, like your John Williams and your Danny Elfman, but definitely part of this new, this new group of composers. He should be in that Bear McQuarrie Giacchino, uh, uh, place. And he's not, and, and that really, uh, bums me out because, those two pieces are absolute magic and he should yeah. be m- more well known, I think. Yeah. Especially with the added difficulty of making it fit with another composer's style completely. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, Definitely. Man. Yeah. God, it's so good. Yes. So, do we want to talk about why the locket didn't get disintegrated? Is yeah. his belt buckle at the bottom of this thing as well somewhere? Maybe. Oh, maybe. <laughs> oh, but like he forms the clothes as well, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he's I'm, walking around naked, guys. Like they're not real clothes. <laughs> right. No, they're fake. Yeah. Fake yeah. clothes. That's what but, I'm saying is why why did this locket I mean Maybe, so maybe, maybe storytelling. I know storytelling. Maybe but, the locket's but. not real anyway, either. Maybe the locket is just the first thing that formed. Because his strongest, that's like, his strongest association memory, with humanity. Yeah, is, is her. <sighs> that would go be kind of and... beautiful because, I mean, it is <sighs> just nicely sitting on the top for him to grab there. Yeah. 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 Golly. It's like, um, what's that thing uh, we used to say it last season all the time about... Uh, Things making emotional sense instead of uh, like uh, right. perfect logical sense, right. Um, right. but um, I li- like it, it. Doesn't have to get abstracted to that level, but it would work. Yeah. Um, but I firmly, I firmly believe that uh, this is this is not Flint Marco. Flint Marco is dead. This is sand that thinks it's Flint Marco uh, because Ooh. that doesn't <laughs> it doesn't make any sense otherwise. Um, <laughs> Uh, because he he ceased to exist like he is he he is not a a he is a he's not the same thing anymore like he's he has nothing to do with the man that he was before he's a yeah uh, uh he's a a bunch of sand that forms into a physical representation of that man um yeah he is not that man anymore it, well you that's know. like talking about like Several lines of thinking where if you replace body parts, you know, when does it stop being you or right. um, Star Trek, like like uh, transporter technology where you're taking the atoms apart yep. and putting them together. Are they really yeah. the same thing anymore? Uh, well, that's, my that's my answer theory. is the same is that uh, Star Trek transporter technology is horrifying and you are brutally murdered every time it happens um yeah and and you are you are a clone of yourself every time that you uh you transport to somewhere else um you are disintegrated and recreated somewhere else that is you are not that person anymore (laughs) you are a clone of yourself i think i read in one of the sandman wiki areas about one of the fights he had with spider-man where spider-man basically in the end had to he was like on a beach or something. He was part of a beach and Spider-Man had to find the one sand molecule that was like the the center brain of everything. Yes. Yeah, like and the that's queen how bee. he defeated him. Right. Yeah. Well, there was there was a um there was a the last Sandman story that happened in the comics, uh, I believe. I don't think he's been around since then. Um was in the Dan Slot run, I believe, and it was uh, he was disintegrating and he couldn't stop it. And Spider-Man like took him into like a bunch of different like Marvel scientists and nobody could figure out what was wrong. Like they were just like, yeah, it's just, it's his time. Like he's, he's going to cease to exist. Like that's what's going to happen. And then uh, like Spider-Man like basically like took him to a, I think like a something involving a sandcastle. It might have been like the daughter thing. Maybe it was retconned or something like that. Um, mm. uh, and then uh, he disintegrated, and uh, Peter like took the last bits of his sand, the sand that like disintegrated that used to be Sandman, and like put it into a bottle, and then like kept oh, the yeah. bottom of sand. And so, so that like later down the road, another writer can have him come out of that bottle right, you know, and yeah. be alive again. But like the idea was basically just like, just in case I'm going to keep him in this bottle so that I'll know when he comes back, if he comes back, but yeah, he's gone. Um, yeah. I mean, it's the, when we saw him get disintegrated, it is genuinely horrifying. So yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, right. Yeah. I, I just, I think it's a Swamp Thing thing. I think it's, I think mm. that's what it is. I think he is just like Alec Holland, you know, he didn't become Swamp Thing. The Swamp took him and, and turned him, like created a being that thought, that had all the memories and thoughts of Alec Holland, but was not yeah. Alec Holland. Um, this is, I think this is the same kind of thing personally, but yeah. that's my own thing. Yeah. I don't know. In prepping for tonight, am I the only one that watched his disintegration and thought about uh, Avengers? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. That's funny. Wow. He got yeah. snapped away. Yeah, he no. got snapped. He did. What if this was... <laughs> what if, like, it, you know, because we don't see it happen in, in Endgame, but... Uh, well, this is Endgame. all. This is how all of them come back, is like this? Yeah, yeah. This oh, jeez. They slowly reform and struggle to like get their uh, bearings and their limbs to work, and then oh boy. Doctor Strange pops in like time to go, and they're like, "Oh god, existential <laughs> crisis!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is how undusting works. <laughs> That's why it took so long between uh, the Hulk snap and everybody showing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was they so they could have this. Themselves play out a um, thousand times we also have not seen our location yet uh outside of the pit so i stand mm-hmm. by my theory that uh, the experiment that they were doing was a teleportation experiment and that just like in the fly he combined with the with the uh yeah he, he combined with the molecules of the sand in the teleportation process and came out yeah. the other side as a sandman um gotcha I, so in pit in pit number one flint marco and sand. Guys, a horrendous death yes. with sand. Right. And on the other side, the data that transfers, right. whatever. Reconstituted him combined. Reconstituted, yeah, with sand. Right. And he can do all the sand things that a sand can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If 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 a if a sand could uh uh move itself. Yeah. If it if it had yeah. a if it had a, a a brain, like a like a yeah, a will, yeah. I guess. You know, speaking of Star Trek earlier, this also makes me think of the old Star Trek episode, uh, the original series, where they came across a creature that was silicone-based instead of oh, carbon-based. No oh. And ah. just thinking of him like that in putting the two together really came across my mind just now. Oh, yeah. Now he's basically yeah. silicone-based. Silicon-based life form. Isn't that also the case in uh, Evolution, that like David Duchovny movie? That, Oof, like, I have no idea. <laughs> You got me. It was like a, it was like a Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, no, uh, I've seen off. it. I just don't oh, remember a okay. thing about it. Yeah. Oh, I just know that they they can uh, they didn't defeat everything with Head and Shoulders shampoo at the end because there's some like the the alien life forms aren't carbon based. There's something else based, and something in the shampoo can disintegrate. Them. Are they dandruff based? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically, um, maybe it's silicone. I'll look it up. It doesn't matter. Tell us on the Facebook group. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> Do you remember Evolution with David Ducat? <laughs> Deep cuts with Zach. Two, uh, two, two months from now, you're gonna get a you're, you're gonna get a Facebook notification. You're like, what are they talking about? <laughs> Evolution. Can't wait. Um. Anyway, I uh, yeah, I just I love this sequence. It's beautiful. The animation is stunning. Uh, it is it is uh, just an absolute tour de force of. Uh, of an accomplishment. Um, yeah. I'm so glad there's no words in it. I'm so glad. Like 
especially with what we're working with in terms of dialogue in this film. Um, like this just saves it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, uh, Thomas, uh, tell people, uh, Oh, well, you know, Thomas, what, do you remember seeing this movie for the first time? What your, uh, what your feelings were at the time when you saw it? I mean, I thought I was so into these movies in general. I wasn't trying to go in and criticize them. I wanted the fun. I mm-hmm. wanted the excitement of, of superheroes live on screen still. And I was still kind of on that high. So I, I definitely remember enjoying it. I wasn't being critical at the time. And, you know, of course, since then, we've all seen a lot better movies or a lot different, differently made out movies. <laughs> and so we go back and we can be we can be more critical. But I was more I was all about having the fun with the characters at the time. So I think that's still a good place to be. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, that's definitely where I was at the time, too. And then. Uh, lost it and then came back around and now I like this movie again. So, <laughs> you know, I, you I always trust your first instinct. I think, um, mm-hmm. you know, you can be talked out of just about anything. Uh, True. So, um, mm-hmm. it's uh, I don't know. This this movie's great. It's so fun. Yeah, it is. It is. We're having fun. Yeah, yeah, we are. And how can a movie be bad that has something like this in it? Come on. There's a, right? there's a lot of like we saw five minutes of beauty. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah it's, it's a lot of like um, all five minutes, including Amnesiac <laughs> James Franco. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was beautiful. It was. Uh, it's it. You know, it it has like so much heart and effort put into it. You know how can how can this be bad? It can't. It can't. It can't. Um, and it's not. It's it's. Yeah, just, I don't think a couple bad choices make a bad movie. Like, yes. There were some bad choices that were made, but overall, this is still a fun movie that is easily enjoyable. Much like Sandman, it may stumble occasionally, but it, you know, uh, coheres. Pulls itself together. Yeah, Yeah, pulls itself together. (laughs) With the strength of the actor within, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, this, this, uh, you know, this, 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 my, my, my uh, relationship with this movie uh, has uh, really th- this, this scene perfectly represents my entire arc with my relationship with this movie, <laughs> which is like, at first I'm like, oh, I really love that. Oh, oh no. <laughs> and then, oh, oh. And then, you oh, know, no, and then that's when I started to like, not like it. And then I would like try and revisit it, but I couldn't quite grasp it. You know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and then and then, you know, finally, I was like, you know what? I'm doing a podcast, so I'm going for it. I'm going to do it for the <laughs> podcast. Uh, and then I became Flint Marco or at least uh, a bunch of sand that thinks it's Flint Marco. Yes. Yeah. So Anyway, if uh, if we're a bunch of sand that wants to listen to another cool podcast, uh, what 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 might be a good example of that, Thomas? <laughs> well, uh, for those of you who remember me previously guesting uh, Never Any Minute. Was my first uh, foray into the minute by minute podcast. I did that yeah. with Tyranny Steel, and that was. We're still kind of planning to finish that out with the sequels. Maybe not minute by minute, but uh, we've been in talks. Ooh. We'll say. Um, mm. And then, uh, of course, Chris Chris Stormcast, where we're playing D anD D, and you guys can listen to us play and be crazy and have fun. It's a it's a very dark setting, but we uh, we make a lot of jokes to keep it uplifted. Uh, and mm. yeah, awesome. check us out, Chris Stormcast, any social media, and uh, on any podcatcher of your choice. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining us this week, Thomas. Thank you again for having me. I uh, I love this. I'm looking forward to uh, 
the movies you guys have coming out in the future. As you guys know, my my daughter's a huge, huge Spider Verse fan, and I hope, hope, hope you give me a spot on that one. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's gonna be. Oh, I am. I my my producer my producer brain just uh it it, it just snapped a little at the idea of producing <laughs> producing that that season of the show. Um, oh boy. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't want to think about that right now. We'll we'll come yep. there when we get there. Uh, it's gonna rule, good. but <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so anyway, uh, thanks again so much for uh for being here, Thomas. And uh, guys, we'll be back on Monday, but. You know, if you want to listen to some other stuff over the weekend uh, and you've already listened to Thomas's shows, then maybe uh, you can check out our Patreon page. DuelingGenre.com slash support is where you can go to support this show and other shows like it at DuelingGenre.com. Uh, it's all we ask for is $3 a month. And in return for that, um, not only do you get all of the, get to support all of this content that you are, uh, absorbing on a daily basis, but, uh, you'll also gain access to all the exclusive podcasts that we put up on our Patreon. Um, that's things like uh, special movie review podcasts, uh, yeah. the weekend bugle that, uh, Zach and I do where we talk about, uh, movie news and, uh, other superhero films and things like that. So, um, you know, and then and that's just the tip of the iceberg there's lots more over on our patreon page so become a dueling genre patron at uh duelinggenre.com slash support three dollars a month that's it that's all we ask and i can uh, say i'm i'm a patreon and i don't i don't regret it one bit i love the content you guys put out so. oh thanks so much thank Thomas. you man that means the world absolutely um all right well that's uh that's all we got for uh this one and we'll be back on monday with minute 31 bye everybody bye bye bye